0: From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. Hello and welcome to uh, Highway 89. I'm Mark Waite, and today we've got a special guest, pianist Carl Cranmer. Carl Cranmer is an associate professor of piano at Westchester University outside of Philadelphia. First performed with Philadelphia Orchestra at age nine? That can't be right. Are you a child prodigy? Uh, Carl? N- not,
1: not really. Um, How did that happen? Well, every, um, every major symphony orchestra usually has a, a children's competition. So I won one of the competitions and they didn't just come, come to me and say, we've, we've heard about you, you know, and, yeah. and say, we'd like you to play with us. It was kind of an audition process. So where
0: did you begin? How, how old? I was six years old. Uh huh. So only three years of preparation. Were you nervous at that point?
1: Um, you know, f- the funny thing I was, I was so prepared that I wasn't as nervous as uh, I probably would have been right now. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: well, you don't know want to hurt you, right? Well, sure. you've performed in uh, Four continents, many countries. You've been on TV and broadcast in Tokyo, Madrid, and elsewhere. And you studied at the Mozarteum in Salzburg. Uh,
1: yeah, I was lucky enough for one summer to study there for about six weeks um, with three different professors. And wow. that was when I was about 23. So Fantastic. Was, I'm jealous. Uh, it was a wonderful time. Yeah. So
0: you're visiting BYU uh, giving master classes? or Tell us well, what you're doing. Um Yesterday evening, I, I gave
1: a concert, a solo concert, and then this morning, I gave a master masterclass. And, um, and I think that's it, aside from this radio broadcast. So.
0: Okay. So, let me hear your philosophy about, on the one hand, as you're choosing your repertoire, you must feel pressure to choose common, well-known pieces that everybody loves, the hits, the classical hits... On the other hand, there's got to be a temptation to dig deeper into the repertoire and find those hidden gems, and it appears that that's what we're doing today with music of Foray and Metner. What's your philosophy?
1: Well, that's really funny that you say that because... um that's one of my faults, is that I never really wanted to play.
0: You don't do the hits.
1: I, I, You know, I've done the hits. I Actually, because I'm a teacher, I have to do the hits now. So I have to be able to teach and demonstrate pieces that I hadn't played when I was younger. But Have
0: you ever judged a competition? Uh, yeah, I've judged several competitions. And
1: heard the same pieces a thousand times? Well, y- yes. Um, when I was in Korea for a sabbatical year... Uh, it was one piece of the same five minutes of a piece that I heard about 140 times. Uh, they don't do that in this country too often, but in Korea, it's just like that. They'll, the standards. It's pretty brutal. After, after the fifth or sixth time hearing, you'll just uh, you, know, you start tuning out because it's the same piece. But, right. but generally, um, I've always searched out the, the more interesting uh, repertoire. The piano repertoire is so huge, so...
0: Um, So we're starting uh, then with Gabriel Foray. Um, Tell us about uh, these pieces.
1: Well, um, they were written very late in his life after he became somewhat deaf. Um, He had an interesting, like Beethoven, he had an interesting condition where um, he eventually lost all his hearing. But before that, he could only hear a limited range um, of like two octaves. And the notes that were out of that range, uh, he only heard uh, kind of like a you know it's white noise almost like harmonics so he tried to attend concerts but couldn't because he couldn't bear um, when the pitches went outside that register so th- the preludes um, are very Interesting. I think they're his most uh, polished works,
0: um, even though fairly obscure. They're they're not well known like some of his other works. They're not well known and um, and written while he was starting to go deaf. And I and from what I understand, he was actually increasing his output as deafness approached. I guess he just felt like I've got to get all this down on paper before it's too late. That's true. So let's hear these uh, later works. You're playing five of the nine preludes, five of the nine of Gabriel Fauré, Opus 103. Let's uh, hear from Carl Cranmer on Highway 89. just heard five of the nine preludes opus 103 by gabriel foray as performed by carl cranmer on highway 89 very well done thank you and uh level of difficulty there on a scale of one to ten uh I on some of those movements 9.9
1: 9. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's deceptively i think you know there's there's pieces out there that are that sound uh, much easier than they are. There's pieces that sound much more difficult than they actually are, and this is uh, one of the former, because uh, it's a Why lot of Why do you do this work.
0: to yourself? Why, what's, is it the challenge? Uh, um, is it the thrill, the high-flying thrill you know, you of know, putting I, yourself out there? It's because
1: I've always loved Faré. actually. He's oh. one of my favorite composers. He's not, uh, you know, he's not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, I've really, you know, played a lot of his other piano music, and I felt this was kind of I'd had my eye on the, these pieces for about 10 years, but numbers two and eight—those, th- you know, those two very fast uh, preludes—then they're probably more difficult than anything Foray has ever written for the piano. They're more well, like
0: etudes, I think, yeah. than preludes. That was a good foray into the music of Gabriel Foray. Congratulations. So next, we're going to move on to Nikolai Metner. Both of these pieces, the Foray and the Metner, uh, were written. Early 20th century, the foray before World War I, the Metner just after World War I, A coincidence or is there something about early 20th century that appeals to you? Well, there were there
1: were so many different trends um, in the early 20th century. Things you were know, changing
0: quickly. Y-
1: yeah, you have neoclassicism, you have um, expressionism. I mean, you have Webern and Schoenberg composing in the same decade as uh, as these pieces, and then you have um, composers like Metner who who chose to stick with tonality and be uh, kind of neo-romantic, like Rachmaninoff.
0: Like his friend Rachmaninoff. But unlike Rachmaninoff, he stuck with Russia maybe a little he, bit too long. Rachmaninoff saw the writing on the wall. He got out of Dodge before the Russian Revolution. And then World War One, the misery there, and it just continues for several more years in Russia with the continuing re- revolution and Nikolai Metner stays for, for a while anyway. Yeah, well, he,
1: he actually, because he stayed in Russia, he... he kind of became this cult figure among um, not only musicians, but uh, writers and artists.
0: And Did he, he jive well the with the uh, the red ideal? Was he in favor? Did He
1: He, he wasn't uh, that vocally opposed to what was happening, Fly you know, under like the radar. Shostakovich or, or yeah. someone like that. But um, I think he was introverted to begin with, um, so he didn't really... Uh, uh, like the idea of traveling to the United States to play concerts,
0: etc. I think we can assume a hopeless romantic in that he fell in love with his older brother's wife and that's ultimately right. married her. So I guess his brother's in a prison camp in Germany. He falls in love with his wife, his brother's wife. And the older brother says, okay, I give you permission. Maybe he was being fatalistic and thought he wasn't gonna ma- make it back.
1: That's a, that's a very nice older brother, I think. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, so let's tell me then about the specifically about uh, this work forgotten melodies second book of forgotten melodies by metner what is he what is he remembering here
1: well i think it's yeah he's piecing together these um, I, I think he started out with particular melodies and um, there's some thematic links in the five movements the first and second are they folk
0: movement. melodies or already known melodies or
1: i i think most of them were original original melodies of his own yeah, okay. of his own and the first and second share Uh, the same uh, melodic material as well as the fourth and fifth movements. So it does kind of bring it, make it a little bit more cohesive. Um, But um, I think as far as um, the structure of the pieces, they're a little bit longer than his probably most comfortable uh, genre, which was his shorter character pieces, like the fairy tales that he wrote, um, which got me interested in Metner initially. Um, But then when I heard this fifth movement, which is titled Sonata Tragica, I learned that uh, as quickly as possible and uh, played that for a while and then realized that the rest of that set is just gorgeous. So I learned the other movements uh, just in this past, uh, past few months. So,
0: so you're rested enough to tackle the Metner now? Sure. After the foray? Sure. All right. So let's take a listen to these Forgotten Melodies, book two from Nikolai Metner, played by Carl Cranmer on Highway 89. Forgotten Melodies, book two, opus 39 by Nikolai Metner, grandly romantic undertaking, played with great verve and energy by Carl Cranmer. And as a postscript for you, Hopeless Romantics, Nikolai Metner did ultimately leave Russia. He and his wife Anna left uh, in the mid-30s for London, just in time for World War II. They should have followed Rachmaninoff and Horowitz to America, in retrospect, perhaps. Well, it's been our pleasure to hear from Carl Cranmer. Associate Professor of Piano at Westchester University outside of Philadelphia. Thanks for coming and performing for us, Carl.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: You bet. Well, if you just caught part of the show, you want to hear the beginning or listen again, you can share it with a friend. It's easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org highway 89. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. I'm Mark Waite, producer and engineer, with assistance from Christina Jorgensen. Thanks for listening.